property across town, and then I was working here. And uh, I said, wow, these guys here treat me better than the, you know, the yeah. other. So, and my brother, my younger brother, he's 10 years younger, uh, he joined the ladder company. So that's why I came here. But I, I've, been, uh, I've been in the fire department 57 years. Now, were you a volunteer before you went career? Yes. You were? Yeah. Did they hire from within? So when this was a, a partially career department, it was always a combination of yeah. right? So it was career staff, <clears throat> volunteer. Now it's 100% volunteer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you um, always, they always kind of took from the ranks. Yeah, they, they yeah. did. They tried to. Yeah, There was a could. lot of guys that wanted the jobs. Sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, historically, nobody wanted the job. So, you know, I, I was working for IBM, just wasn't doing it. You know, I was fixing, fixing first-generation computers. Yeah. And I said, no, this is, there's got to be more than this. Where's that, up in Poughkeepsie? The IBM plant up there? Or? Out, of White, out of White Plains. White Plains, yeah, okay. Out of White Plains. Got and it. then I'd go to Yorktown and all over. But uh, no, I, I didn't enjoy that. Yeah. So uh, the fire chief, he was Polish. You know, and so he says to me, hey, he says, uh, yeah, I got a good job for you. As what? He says, you know, why don't you go to the fire department? He says, you ready to volunteer? I said, yeah, I never thought of that. Okay. I said, okay. So I did. I took the job provisional. Right. Uh, you know, just pending the outcome of the exam. He said, all you got to do is pass the exam and you got to stay. I said, okay. So I did, <laughs> I did that. Stay. That was 1968. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that was it. I was here. So well, how many years did you do? So you said 57 30, overall. 39. 39 years yeah, as a I career firefighter. 39 here. I got caught in a collapse. Uh, matter of fact, oops, Angelo was... I was with uh, you. He was with me. He dragged my skinny ass out. Really? Yeah. And uh, that was it. So let's talk about that. This young kid drags your ass out, huh? After all those years of experience. Well, you know, my like I said, my, my philosophy always has been, you know, pass the torch. You, sure. can't, you can't hang on to it forever. Uh, so every time, you know, I worked and, you know, these guys wanted to ride out with us, you know, I, I try to teach them something, show sure. them something, uh, you know, let them take the knob and, and, and do their thing. You know, I got accused of being lazy. I said, not lazy. I'm, I'm teaching these guys, you That's know, right. I said, you never know when they're going to, they're going to be your, it's going to be to your benefit. And that night it was, it was a pizza shop and <laughs> the air conditioner came down, roof came down everything, and we were inside and got buried. Uh, and that screwed up my my knee my really good yeah and uh, had a knee replacement the, the lawyer says to me hit the golden sombrero get the hell out i was i'm not ready to go he said well, you enjoyed it too much he says what, what are you gonna accomplish nothing to accomplish so it's okay so it took maybe all of two weeks to adjust yeah but uh, yeah, yeah, but you're still here, and you're the historian, right? You're yeah, historian. you're keeping the the history and the culture, yeah, the traditions I'm, of these. I'm fighting with these guys trying companies. to get somebody else to, you know, learn all this and take yeah. all this. And I said because I'm not going to be around forever, you know. And you're worried about you know history being lost and gone. It's going to be lost and gone if if somebody else doesn't pick up and, you know, where I left off. Yeah, uh, Chief. Let me ask you, right? I'd love for you to jump in here. Yep. Fire the fire department is going to be 200 years old this year, or it is 200 years it's old. 200 this years year. old this year. Yep. An amazing feat, right? Because most fire companies are, you know, not that old. I mean, you guys have really been an institution here in Portchester, New York, for quite a long time. Yourself, you're second generation. Third generation. Third generation. Yep. You're now the chief of department. Yep. Talk to me a little bit about your upbringing here and what that all looked like. So I grew up in this house. Yeah. Um, 
my father just turned 50 years. We just had a party for him this past year. Um, he was also on the career side with Tommy. He was Tommy's partner. Got it. Um, he got hired in 1990. So my whole childhood, my father was a volunteer as a, as a young kid. Um, I grew up in the rescue company. I grew up in this whole house. I mean, everyone was like uncle, like Tommy. I look at him as an uncle. Sure. Um, and then my father got hired and uh, came over to the other side of the floor. And uh, he was there for most of the time. I was captain in the company for many years already, and he was still on the job. You spent a lot of early days hanging I, out here yeah. as a kid? Yep, I have pictures of uh, of me as a baby in the rescue. Yeah. Um, and I've done those same pictures with my kids. Yeah, So I it's, it's nice to pass it along. And uh, yeah. my younger brother is the captain of the rescue right now. So my family has three past captains of the rescue company. Wow, My father, cool. me, and my, now my brother. Yeah. So it's uh, it's not only a firehouse, it's family. Well, I'll tell you this, right? So walking around this morning with, with you guys and really getting the lay of the land, right? We, we come to a lot of different firehouses and we get to see what's, what and how it's done all over the place. Um, here is truly a standout. 200 years as a fire department, the amount of history here. So let's talk about this. The building we're in has three separate fire companies, right? Yep. So the city of Portchester has many different fire companies spread out across the, the village, mm -hmm. right? But here we have Reliance Engine and Hose Company number one. We have Harry Howard Hook and Ladder Company number one. That has a very impressive name behind the company, and we're going to get into Harry Howard and the relationship there. Uh, and then Fire Patrol and Rescue Company number one. So this is one building, three separate companies, yet you still operate as a department together, yeah. right? Yep. The foundation of all these companies and then the importance of when you walk around here, there is history being thrown at you at every corner of this building. Right? Over 200 years of history throughout the halls of this building. Tommy, being a historian, 57 years here in, in the walls of this firehouse and serving the citizens of Portchester, when you look back on those years, how much of that foundation from which they came from is important to you and why is it so important to you? Well, all of it is really because I, I always consider and look at the guys that went before me. Yeah. You know, and, and, uh, you know, especially the position that I'm in, looking at the things that you do and the new innovations sure. and uh, the new apparatus and everything else, the rigs that I use <laughs> were, were antiques compared sure. to that. But then when you look back at the hand-drawn ladders that, you know, we bought from Harry Howard, yeah. uh, you say, wow, you know, like, like how, did, how did these guys do it? Bucket brigades and things like this. Right. So the evolution is amazing. I mean, and it's just... That when they say the romance of firefighting, that that's the romance right there. It's amazing. Yeah, it's just amazing. So, you know, I I kind of, uh, you know, I I love history. I I love the uh, the evolution of the fire service. Sure. Uh, yeah, but you, then you get a lot of guys today that, that just just want to come and play. You know, they they think that it's all fun and games. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's not a hobby. It's a profession. Well, we were talking about that, right, Chief? So yeah. let's talk. Let's go down that road a little bit. You know, with with the amount of uh, how protective you both are of the history here, because you're both a, a product of the environment here, right? Mm. Growing up here, being entrenched into the fabric of of the fire companies here in Portchester, you have a lot of members now that come in for open membership because you're a busy volunteer department. You guys are running, you know, uh, 1,500, 1,700 calls a year. It's a busier place. You're now allowing guys to come in from outside. You're, you're allowing membership to fill the roles for the response side. 
But how important is it, Chief, to protect the integrity of these fire companies to those newer members to really teach them about the foundation from which you were built? So we're, we're a very unique department, the way we're laid out, um, being seven individual companies. Um, each company has their membership roles, um, and each company is doing fairly well with membership coming in. But all the new members that come in, my, my biggest thing is to show them the way, yeah. teach them where they come from, and to be part of it. I want them to be part of it, whether they grew up in this village or not, they're serving this village, they're serving our department, um, and I want them to be part of it all. Yeah. And uh, for the most part, they are. Yeah. Um, like you said, the walls are filled with stuff here. It's I mean, the history is unbelievable in this department and this village um, on many dis different aspects. I mean, we have the Capitol Theater right down the street. That's a, a, a Capitol Theater is known across the country yeah. as, a, as a history. So right. for them to be part of all of that, I want that. And and relatively, they are. I mean, we, we have a couple of people, you know, they're just here to go to calls. Um, but for the majority of it, we do a lot of other stuff besides calls, um, and they're here for it. So Yeah, I think a big part of it too, right, is really getting that buy-in, yep. mm -hmm. right? So as those members come through and, and you're gaining new people, um, it's not just riding out on the apparatus, but it's really understanding the foundation from which they're allowed to be here today. And that Ooh, falls sure. solely yep. on the blood, sweat, and tears of, of guys like yourselves and, and your family members, obviously, right, came, and Tommy yourself, came right? Before us. That's right. Yeah. We're That's investing right. in them to be members, and I want them to invest back into us. Yeah. So as long as we have that common ground, uh, it, it's working right now. Well, and it should be said, too. I mean, you guys are on a very big upward swing on membership. Yep. For a 100% volunteer department that it is today, uh, you guys are – we pulled up this morning. It's a, it's a Monday morning. We pull up at 10 o'clock in the morning, and there were 15 guys standing on the apron. And I said, are you guys here for us? <laughs> no, this is every day. Yep. And I said, That's incredible. Yeah, right? if you go yeah. lunchtime, you want to go sit at the table, and you got to look for a seat. Yeah. And that's every day of the week. Yeah. Um, it's a good problem to have. It is. For sure. It, it is. is. What, do you, what do you contribute that to? Like, why? Why are you having such a successful uh, recruitment and, and retention of within your department? So, we're a very busy department. We always have been. Um, back to our inception, we've been. Um, because of the layout of the village. Yeah. Uh, we're large commercial. We are very big industrial. Um, and because of the industrial fallout in the 60s and 70s and 80s, it's left us with a lot of old housing stock, mm. a lot of old buildings. So we catch a lot of fire. Yeah. Um, I got some guys that are on the truck for a year, and they have fought a lot of fire. That's you know, And great. when you go to some other communities and you have members that have been in for five, six, seven years and haven't caught a job yet, Sure. I have probies that are catching jobs. Like, yeah. So it, that's a big part of it yeah um because we are very big into the history we're a leatherhead house mm -hmm. we're all we're all of that you know yeah. and, and th these kids want to be part of that um so our call volume is the biggest thing yeah um but, but i we, think it's but chief correct me if i'm wrong though i think it has a lot to do i mean the call volume is there that's the enticement to get people in but you can you can get people in anywhere yeah. it's how you keep them well we've created a culture around this that's place it. yeah that they want to be part of, yeah, um, and that they're they're needed, that they're wanted, yep, and that there's somebody, you yep. know, they're they're just not uh, you know a pot wrestler after a meeting or That's something right. like that. There's a job for everyone in this firehouse. Yeah, um, since I've been chief, I'm going into my fifth year as chief. I'm currently the chief engineer now. 
Um, but I've pushed them to be that. I want them to do every job on the fire ground. Uh, I don't keep companies separated. We try to do as much as a, as a group, as a whole. Um, these kids, I tell them when they walk in the firehouse, which is what I was told when I walked in the firehouse, keep your mouth shut, keep your ears open. I have them being taught by guys that already know the way, and they're learning that, and they're learning that culture in the house, and it's showing on the fire ground too. Yeah. It's, it's really been, it's been a great time as chief right now. Yeah, Tommy, talk to me about when you come into the firehouse, have a cup of coffee, or just to chat with the guys after a round of golf or something. You wanna you wanna get away from home for a few hours? You come down here, right? Like, uh, you know, your... it, it does it does me good to see that uh, uh, that they, they want to carry on tradition. My my son just uh, he retired as as a deputy chief in Greenwich. Oh, okay. And he said to me, the one thing that's lacking. I mean, he grew up here like like sure. Angelo did. Sure. You know, and he says the thing that's lacking. He's in my department. Is he says is tradition. He said the, uh, uh, the the guy. There's nothing instilled in them other than this is a job. You know, yeah. how many days off am I going to get? When's payday? And sure. so on and so forth. So you know, it it does me good to see that guys are interested above and beyond sure. going out to fight a fire. Yeah. Um, you know, to keep this tradition going. I mean, you know, takes two hundred years is a long time. But it takes work. Oh yeah. And, totally. And that's what I find is... It takes is, the right people also. It does, right? Yeah. It, the it right people the right with the right attitude. passion, the right attitude. But it takes work to consistently talk about the past mm -hmm. and to educate. Mm -hmm. And when guys... You know, we were saying the halls are filled here with memorabilia. You guys are talking about... I mean, you, you sit here and you tell me we were just able to get a gold badge back. We just got the lantern. We got a painting. We got... This book, we saw this online, we, we wanted this mm -hmm. back. Like, you guys are actively pursuing every possibility of keeping mm -hmm. tradition alive here. And when it, when a new kid or even a, a member that's been here for a long time walks down any hallway or runs down the stairs to get on a rig to go out for a run, the past is watching them. Mm -hmm. And they're watching that, oh, yeah. right? Yep. That's yep. cool. Yep. That's very I cool. I mean, you know, pe people pay their dues. <laughs> They, they they really paid their dues. I mean, you know, uh, I, I've written in our minutes uh, where we had a church fire. Yeah. Uh, and the, the church was uh, alongside the railroad. Cinders from the railroad started the church on fire and so on and so forth. It was it was December, and it was so cold that they had the you know the manual tub pumps in. Yeah. Uh, they they had laddered the building and whatnot. They said no, this, this is a loss. We're just going to wet it down. And the water was freezing in those buckets that we had returned to us. It, it, it was so cold that they would take the water out of the river and it would freeze by the time okay. they got to throw it on the fire. <laughs> you know, and, and you have to, you know, I, I remember winter fires that I, that sure. I worked, frozen as could be. Sure. You know, and think of, well, what did these poor guys That's go right. through? And so you try to instill in the next generation, you know, what, it, what it's all about, you know. And and of course, you know, you've got it easy. You got an air conditioned cab. Right. You got plenty of heat and you know, you, you have relief coming and all these sort of things. Uh, so, you know, everybody pays their dues. Sure. Everybody, because even this generation's paying his dues. I don't know what's gonna happen, you know, in the next hundred years. Uh, you know, what apparatus is gonna look like, sure. what what fires are gonna look like, sure. uh, you know, how to put them out. I mean, it's just unbelievable. I mean, you think about the change you've seen. Exactly. Right? Totally. From your early days yep. to where you are today mm -hmm. and, and just the difference that firefighting has 
Mm-hmm. It's like technology, right? Technology advances so fast, so everything else does along with it. And firefighting's no exception to that. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I remember the guys in the ladder company in the 60s teaching me how to adjust and tighten a truss ladder. Yeah. You know, they had the, the special tool to, and I'm going, today I'm thinking about, I'm going, my God, that was dangerous. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> that, the ladder was rotten and right. old. It's in a snap, somebody's going to sure, get killed sure. on it. What the hell sure. do I know about tightening a ladder? Yeah. But yeah, so you know now today it's like oh, you know they get stress tests and if it's a tiny scratch or yeah, warning, take it out of service. You know, take right? it out of service, it's gone, it's done. So it's the evolution is amazing. Yeah, it, it truly is. I mean, I, I just love the fire service. If, you know, if I didn't, I wouldn't be here this long. Sure. Like I said, I have, you know twin boys. One one, uh, they both have degrees in, in fire science. One just retired as uh, uh, chief of the Greenwich Fire Department, a, a deputy chief. He went to work for OSHA as a compliance mm. officer, loves it. And his brother was a, a firefighter in Norwalk, Connecticut. Oh, okay. And he sure. met a gal out in California and decided to go to California. He said, I'll be a firefighter out here. And he said, nah, it's all brush fires. And he said, I'm used to South Norwalk, yeah. so now he's a cop. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> yeah. He's a cop in Escondido. Murder, murder in... Uh, uh, murder uh, uh, and I don't know whatever else it is uh, detective okay so that that's what he's doing wow. out there so you got to be a proud but, father oh yeah you know but it's in a, it's in the blood my brother was a firefighter you know it's a, just that's actually because my brother we had a fire in the apartment house that we lived in and uh, I don't know I, I just always had a sense of you know safety and whatnot and I went down the fire escape, and my mother, father, and brother went out into the halls and got lost and confused with everybody else. And, you know, I so I got down to street level and looked at, like, where's the family? You know, I thought they were following me. They sure. weren't. Uh, so I went back in through the front doors looking for him, found him in the hallway, and got him out. My brother, who's 10 years younger than I was, I mean, he was petrified. He, he wouldn't sleep at night or so on and so forth. So I would bring him to the firehouse. You know, we only lived up up the street, so maybe four blocks up. Uh, so he'd come to the firehouse and whatnot, and that's how I met a lot of the guys sure. who were interested in, in the fire department. And then he subsequently became a, a firefighter. Yeah. So it, it's uh, it's in the blood. You, sure. you have to enjoy it. You have to love it. And, yeah. You know, it's, it's like I said, I, I'm grateful and thankful for those that went before me. Yeah. And uh, I'm just trying to make the next generation grateful for what they have. Well, I love that because it's a great segue because I was going to ask the chief, right, Angelo, like having Tommy here, what does that mean? How important is it to have guys like this that are that are still wanting to be here? So that it, it's huge for us. Yeah. Um, it's personal for me. Yeah. Um, because I love the department. I love the history so much. Um, I grew up in the firehouse with Tommy always being there learning the stories, learn, learning the rig. I mean, I was one of those guys as a young kid that would jump on the rig with him and he'd hand me the line and I'd go to work. So right. that that built me to where I am today and I'm trying to do that with the generation that I have behind me now. So it's all in series. I learned it from him, he passed it down, now I'm trying to do the same for the next generation. Yeah. I try to tell these guys the history in this house and 90 years ago there was horses here. You know, in they, this building. In this mm. building. They can't even, in their world, they can't fathom yeah. that. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I mean, when yeah. I joined, I joined in, in uh, the end of the 90s, we still had open cab engines and an open seat tiller. Right. And we had that open seat tiller till 2007. When I, was, when I joined the rescue, I was given two long boots, a long coat, and a helmet. Yep. That wasn't that long ago. Right. 
some of these kids were were babies at that time. Mm -hmm. How it's progressed to where we are now is a, is a big difference. So it, I mean, a hundred years ago, horses and, and hand drawn ladders. Now yeah. we have some of the best equipment that's been made yeah. downstairs. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it was cool. I was in uh, Hartford, Connecticut, not too long ago. I was in one of their firehouses, talking with a bunch of guys that I know. And they're like, oh, show you this. We go to the back of the bays, and they still have the horse stalls. Mm -hmm. And they still have the horses' names, like, yeah. etched yeah. into the, above the, in the beautiful woodwork there. Mm -hmm. And the bars, and I'm like, you know, now, guys that work in firehouses like that hate them, right? Because the place falls apart, yeah, you know, yeah. it's old, it's yeah. this and that. You know, but from an outsider's point of view, like, when I walk into this place, like a firehouse like yours, or like that place in Hartford, right, that fire station in Hartford, it's so, there's this overwhelming feeling of like nostalgia comes over you oh yeah about what went on in these halls mm -hmm. before you know we were long before we were here totally you know so we're yeah. in a little little bit of a transition with that right now we have some members they're like oh we want a new firehouse and i'm like you you don't understand what you have yeah and they're like no we want it you know we want a new plate you don't understand this is this is your history this is where you come from People drive by and they see our firehouse and their firefighters in other areas and they pull up and they go, and that, that's a firehouse. Yeah. Wow, this place is beautiful. We know it's old. It but can it, be redone. It can be redone, but you can't replace this. This, this, The feel of this house, it can't be replaced. No new building will do that for us. Yeah, but you look at next door, the Harry Howard room, right? So yep. we're in the Reliance uh, engine room right yep. now, right? So yep. this is like their meeting room. Their, their, um, all their history is in these walls for the yep. most part. Next door is the Harry Howard room, right? Which are, uh, which Tommy, that's your company. Um, and Chief, your, your company's on the other on the side with the rescue, side, yep. uh, fire patrol and rescue. But like you guys just redid the room in there, the yep. one room. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Oh yeah. High ceilings, right? Vaulted I mean, ceilings. We, we did it ourselves. Right. You know, the village owns all the apparatus and the buildings and stuff, but they never stopped us from, you know, redoing sure. everything. I mean, in, in our minutes of, of our meetings and things we have where we, where the the other firehouse that we left before we came here, uh, we bought all the furniture for. Sure. Uh, you know, and there was some spirited discussions over buying a player piano, and you know, <laughs> I and love it, it. it just it's yeah yeah it, yeah. You but you you have that you, you could grasp all that you know you can feel all that. But to pay respect, so Harry Howard just redid their room. Yeah. We just did my room in the rescue. Nice. But we showed the respect. To where we come from, too. Hundred percent. So it's right. done. It's done clean. It's done mm -hmm. respectful. Yep. And it's keeping the feel of the firehouse, and that's the biggest thing. Yeah, and I, I think that that's overwhelmingly important. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. across yeah. the board. So tell me what the future looks like for the Porchester Fire Department in the, in the different companies. I mean, Tommy, you got another fifty years in you to be here to educate and no. to promote. Come no. on, I gotta, we need you. I got to get him back on the drivers list. That's I mean, what I'm working on. Here's the, here's the thing, right, Chief? It's like for you that that firmly believes in, in knowing the foundation. And it was funny, we were talking before and you were telling me, hey, I was reading this, I read this. Like you're still actively diving in and learning as much as you can. And you yeah. said your father and Tommy were partners, right? Partners, and, yeah. and so on. So, I mean, you obviously are invested, right? But moving forward, it's like, who's the next guy? Obviously you're one of them, but there's gotta be other guys too that need to really buy into what Tommy brings to the table, the excitement and the passion for the foundation. So I think we're laying the groundwork for that as much as we can. Awesome. Um, we're having those talks downstairs while we're sitting on the apparatus floor. We're passing those stories on, and, and they're interested. The younger generation is interested. And as long as they show an interest to it, we got them. We can, yeah. we can pull them in. Um, 
But like I went and bought an antique fire truck. So my father's always collected antique fire trucks. We have many of them. I ended up getting an old Bridgeport, city of Bridgeport uh, engine. Yeah. I brought it down here and these kids went crazy. I said, all right, I got them. They're hooked. Yeah. Now, now I've been going to shows. They're all jumping on the rig. They're, they're, they want to learn how to pump it. They want to do things with it. So as long as they show the interest, there's enough of us here to give them the foundation to, to be those next, that next group yeah. of people. Yeah. But the interest, you know, the willingness from us to pass it down has to be there, and the interest from the kids have to be there to want to learn it. Yeah. And, and I think we're okay right now, I, you know. It's finding that balance, right? Yeah, it's the, bal- it's the balance of it. And I, I think that's always been the conversation, even from your younger years. It's finding, yeah. it's finding that balance between that old and that new, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think the, the next generation grows. You know, they, they just don't happen to fall in the door. They, they're here, and they grow, and they do it because they want to do it. So, uh, you know, it's... Yeah, the, yeah. It's, it's the culture of our society that's part of the problem in the first place. So when Tommy, my father, all these guys joined the fire department, they were in their early 20s. They owned homes. They right. had kids. Sure. Our generation and the generation behind me, most of us can't afford to do that. Well, and that's, that's, a, that's a whole nother separate issue and but it does affect the fire service it affects the fire service a lot so like our neighboring department rye they were a bedroom community but they were mixed a mixture of blue collar and white collar now that community has went more white collar you don't have the the lower income you know mechanics and and hvac guys yeah the blue collar guys that are the ones that are you know civically giving back to their communities and 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 the fire department has been seen a direct result of that for sure we still have that we still have that community here. We still have that base here, and we have the legacies. I mean, there are a lot of members that are multi-generational in this fire department, and and that's that's where it's at. That's what's keeping. It was us cool. Going. We were we were walking around this morning before we sat down to do this, and you know, just getting to meet a bunch of guys. And we're walking around the different rooms, and you guys are giving us a little bit of the history and the tour and everything. And as you talk to different guys along the way, shake a hand, introduce yourself. They're just as dialed in. Oh yeah! Like it's so cool mm-hmm. to see that, and it's yes. it's like, hey, this lithograph here, we had restored. We did this. We did that. Oh, I'm second generation. Oh, I'm third generation. Like that to me speaks very highly of the culture that's here, and that the next generations are just as protective, if not more so, than their ancestors mm-hmm. were. Well, the legacy members have something to hold because they don't want to embarrass their family name. It's huge. That's huge. Yeah. And when the members get that feeling in them that they don't want to embarrass or disrespect the history that's ahead of yeah. uh, b- before them, yeah, that that makes a better member for us. Yeah, I I'm sure it does, and I'm sure yeah. this community has changed. I'm sure over your oh, years, yeah. chief, oh, yeah. your years. I mean, you grew up here. I mean, yeah. you know, and so on. But the community's changed. The the requirement for your services has dramatically increased, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and so on. So. And the makeup of the community, you're not getting as many people from the community joining anymore. And that's no. why you had well, the community's changed. Yeah. It, it, there, there was a lot of industry here in, in uh, Fort Chester at one time. We had the, the brush company, the nut and bolt company, uh, Home Light. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they're still around chainsaws and generators and things. And when I worked for IBM, I would, you know, they had their computers and stuff. I'd go fix their computers. And over the PA system, they would announce the fire calls in oh, town. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, and all the guys the would take off and go. And, and, and the factories come. let their 
volunteer firemen go to calls. No kidding. And, and the, they would announce on the PA system where the calls were, what was going on. And, and the role, the roles, each company's roles were a maximum of 60 people, right. but they would have 10 and 15 and 20 on the waiting list to join. But we don't have that anymore today. The, those industries are gone. Uh, the type of, you know, people aren't there. You know, you, you hear these guys volunteer. How much am I going to get paid? Yeah, right. You doing this for nothing? Yep. Yeah, because, you, you know, it's got to be in here. You have to want to do it. And it, it's a whole whole different ball game today. Yeah, but, it uh, is. Yeah, you don't have the, the manpower that you had before. Yeah, and I, I think, though, you know, the ones that are here, the people that are here, they want to be here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think what's what's really interesting about that is that, you know, as you know, here, not so much. You guys have membership. You have strong numbers. You're putting guys in the seats and so on. But overall, now more than ever, we need more buy in from our people because we're a lot of places are doing more with less. Mm -hmm. Right. We require more services out of the people that are there, but we have less guys filling the mm -hmm. seats. Right. And so. You know, that's where you have to give them every tool and every ability to really learn and stay in love with it, right? Mm -hmm. We need to retain our people. Yep. And retaining our people is probably more important than recruiting them. Because mm -hmm. if is. we have them, we need to keep them. You're exactly right. And you, yeah. you get the, we go through phases where we get burnt out from sure. guys. They get burned out. They're home. They're trying to raise their families, work, and, and be here. And this department requires a lot of time. I mean, with the call volume that we're running right now, um, the downtown is in a redevelopment stage right now. They're talking about, I mean, there's like 10 to 15 projects that are all high rise now. That's something that we haven't had to de deal with in the past. So right. it's going to bring new challenges to the mm -hmm. department. And so when I became chief, I created a training officer that we hadn't had fulfilled for several years. Um, and they've been getting at it. They've been going, I mean, we had Ida hurricane, uh, tropical storm Ida was a big hit to us. I got members going to Ariskin in New York, taking the water training left and right. Right. They're in they're in Bahala, mm -hmm. at, at our training center. There's a guy there every day of the week. Really. Them, they're they're pushing hard. They're they're going through their training. We're trying to create a culture of wanting to be officers, wanting to be chiefs, wanting to better themselves, take as much as they can, and they're doing it. So. And you're letting them do it. I'm letting them absolutely. Like that. That's the most important thing. I don't want to like, be the hurdle to them. Dude, I want them to go. That right there. Yep. Yeah, I, I think you have more more people that aren't afraid of, you know, be, years ago, everybody was afraid of being shown up. Yeah. But now it, it's not like that. Everybody wants to share because they understand that to survive, you're going to have to share. Yeah. You, you're going to have to nurture new people and new growth and, and support. Support is the big thing. Support these guys. My biggest challenge is getting the village to understand that. Mm -hmm. You know, they have to... Money. It's they have to give the money to allow me to let these guys grow themselves. Sure. So, like, I have a guy that's taking a class in West Point this week. It's an hour drive each way. And he's like, uh, I don't know if my car can make it. Okay, well, I have a, I have a spare chief's car. Right. And we've kept it for right. that reason. Take the spare chief's car. Right. Well, what do you, take the spare chief's car and go to training. You're making me a better chief, and you're making the department a better department by getting this training. So I don't hold them back when they want to do that stuff. They wanted to go to Oriskany, go ahead. It's a that's a halfway across the state. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. They they went, they loved it. They did dorm room style. Now everyone else wants to do it. I'm not gonna hold them back. I want them to do it. And I wanna build 
officers and I want to build cheap officers. So, well, Angela, you certainly have the right mentality because you know now we now more than ever we need to be saying yes to our people. Mm -hmm. Give them opportunity. Let them go find their way. When we when we hold people back, you know, weak management holds their people back. Mm-hmm. You know, they're protective of of their position because they don't want to endorse anyone below them to potentially be bigger and better than they are. But when you embrace, you know, what you have here and what you've been taught and how you've grown up here, and it's all about the company and mission first, that's when you put your people first and you give them every tool to succeed. Mm-hmm. That's why you have the culture you have today. Yeah. So we've had many chiefs, and obviously I've worked through many chiefs over sure. the years, and we had some guys that were unbelievable best of the best and then we've had some that weren't sure and I have tried to learn as a from when I was a company officer because I was a company officer for a very long time what it felt like when I would go to them and say hey there's a heavy rescue training we want to go take it no we don't have money for that hey can we take the truck up to an hour away because there's a big you know there was a lot of Hurstal stuff back in the early 2000s we wanted to be part of when that whole new generation of uh, heavy machinery stuff came out no you guys can't go and it it used to hurt me. I used yeah. to say, well, I want to go. Why right. can't I go? So everything that bothered me as a regular member, I'm trying to not pass that along. I'm trying to, it. I want to push them. I want them to do more. And because I'm a let, I'm letting them, they're doing it. They want to do it. So. Oh, and that's it. And it, it's easy to be chief when you have membership that wants to better themselves. 100%. You almost learn from being abused. Yes. Really. I what, agree. What it's you like, like and what you like. like. I always talked about the secret six. You know, I mean, as young people next door, we you know we were we were, they kept our thumb on us. You you, know, you could can't do this, can't do that, like Angelo said, and I said I don't want to be like that. When time comes, I want to pass the torch, and and you know welcome new blood and and, and you know make, I, I it's like it's like my boys when they went to the fire service, uh, and they went in as professionals. I said to remember one thing, number one, remember where you came from. I said, and remember the first time that you got on a fire truck and went for a ride or went to a fire. You know how that feeling is? You remember the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, well, don't take that away from anybody else. I said, you you know, it's not yours to take away. It's yours to give. But don't, you know, don't do that. So uh, Greenwich was a combination, you know, department or still is. Uh, And my son got along great with, you know, the volunteers and whatnot. Just... Um, but you have to do that. You know, you have to share. It's not yours. It's not yours to take. You're, you're just a visitor here. And it's something that, that you, you, can, you can do, but it's not yours. You can't no, take it. That. We're, we're the curators and Don't of take this it away time. from anybody else. And, make, and we got to make sure that we pass it along. Mm-hmm. It's just like all the history sitting here. We're the curators of it. We're, we're the babysitters of it. And we're going to take care of it. And mm-hmm. hopefully the next generation has the love for it that we do. Yep. And that's how we got to 200 years and hopefully a lot longer. Well, with that, fellas, thank you. Thank you for a little glimpse thank into you. what's thank happening you. here in Port Chester and, uh, and so on. But we're going to do some other stuff with you guys as well. Absolutely. Uh, certainly want to get some backstories on some of the other things here. But uh, mm-hmm. just to sit down with you both, um, really incredible. Yep. And uh, thank you. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate Good. it for coming. Thank you. All right.